I've heard from like podcasters that I like that are really big. If they mention a product, they'll get sent that product like a really? lot of the time. Yeah. As long as it's not like, you know, like Nike or like some huge brand that doesn't need like the advertising. I really love Yeezy shoes. Kanye West, please send me. Yeah, I really shoes like Rolex watches. <laughs> also, houses and Lamborghinis. Yeah, send me a house. You are my favorite. Me. Send me house. Send me house. <laughs> Welcome to opinions that no one asked for, or Atnof, or the Nof, which I'm actually becoming less fond of. Um, is it because I make like, fun of you for it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but Atnof is like sticking to me now. That's good. I like it. Also, but, because people are always like, "What's your podcast called?" Anna, Unenof, <laughs> and I don't know if the Atnof. Come on, I, say, I don't know if the acronym has become clear enough for people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jordan. I'm McKay. And this is a show where two guys sit down and give their opinions on basically anything. From 90s sitcoms, to public restrooms, to power naps, to corn dog eating techniques, you get it. Okay, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm fine. It's the last week of school. Just fine. Yeah, I... I'm the same, same. Yeah, this week I've come to the realization, so I've always been like a morning person. Like, I, my job, I work from 5 to 9 every day, uh, so I get up pretty early, but... I've come to the realization this week that my body can handle getting two to three hours of sleep, maybe once or twice a week. Mm, but this week, I've, but this week I've gotten two hours of sleep every night this week, Jeez. and it sucks so bad. <laughs> I'm so tired. Wow. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm doing homework until that. one or two, and then I have to get up at four thirty for, for work. work. Yeah, Dang. and like I'll come home and crash and sleep for like an hour or two, but it's like then I've got classes it's not the and homework to do. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. I'm like, it takes a toll on like emotional health i guess you know i don't know like i feel like i'm more impatient and mm. more pessimistic and uh, just a big poopy baby you definitely like, are like my high school nickname <laughs> hey big stinky baby is there anything i can do for you <laughs> <laughs> all right i wish i could show the listeners our handhold <laughs> we just participated in <laughs> no i'm okay uh, i it's like it's just I mean, that time. I've been saying this like the past three episodes, but it's just like, we just got to finish this the semester. We're doom. so close. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's our own fault for starting this podcast like four weeks before the semester ended. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitably going to be kind of stressful. We knew it was coming, but for me, it's a nice break yeah. from the regular everyday yeah. stresses of school. Yeah. It's, it's definitely fun to create something that is, I don't fun. know. Yeah. It's a personal project. It's more fun. Yeah, totally. We, more interesting. I really enjoy doing it. We enjoy doing it. And we make tons of money off of this. Totally. But yeah. How, how are you doing? How's your week? Honestly, yeah. Not doing too hot right now with finals. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of like we're laughing, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> on the inside, I am dying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm doing all right. And everything, but when I actually look at what's going on, like, oh shoot, like, yeah, I'm not well right now. Yeah. But it's just that time of the year, we're getting through it. I'm doing well. Been, you know, it's been hard just with school, but highlight of the week, just seeing you, seeing my friends, oh, stop saying hi, having good conversations. Also, I got some Lululemon shorts, okay, off of uh. Off of Black Friday, I had a gift card from my family. Whoa, nice. For my birthday. Thank you, guys. Um, but the shorts fit me perfectly. Yeah. And, wow. like, Lululemon is just, like... They're solid, yeah. 
it fits i don't know it just like fits me like so well that's, that's what i hear i can i've never been able to afford one of their products so, but whenever yeah. people are always telling me that they're just like a really consistently good fit and really comfortable yeah i mean i got like my i'm like wearing their pants right now but i got secondhand so i got it for like way cheap cool and then my shorts i got for like 25 bucks that's awesome wow and so that's i'm like really good deal so i'm like very happy about my shorts even though i can't wear them right now because it's winter but i'm like very stoked about it for once spring and summer comes yeah, around yeah mm, i'm gonna be rocking those <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just nice when you have some like clothes that just like fit you for real well yeah the jeans i'm wearing currently my mother-in-law gave them to me for christmas last year mm-hmm. um they're levi's and like i never owned levi's before just because they're more expensive i've always shopped at old navy and it's kind of it actually that's where i buy my that's jeans where I got mine they too. have really good like stretchy fit jeans there. they do they're okay. really comfy old navy's zippers terrible though zippers yeah i hated their zippers i haven't noticed they'd always like fold weird like in the pant zippers or the like pant jacket zipper. zippers yeah the pants yeah i can't say i've had the same zipper experiences you've had i was wearing old navy jeans yesterday and my my pants did exactly what they were intended to do <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that <laughs> but yeah these Quality jeans i got right here. i got last year and i'm not even lying i've probably worn them at least twice a week the entire year like I wore nice. these, I wore these forty eight hours ago, and I'm wearing them again today because they Sweet. they fit like so well, and I love the way they look, and like I don't know, it's just like probably the best fitting jeans I've ever owned. Oh yeah, those are nice. <laughs> you took a peek under the you'll, table. <laughs> you have to give me a twirl later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. Yeah, I'll give you a Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's something to be said for just like a good fitting pair of clothes. I don't know. I feel That's like nice. there's an argument against like vanity and being too like self-indulgent but i also feel like i've been a firm believer for a long time that it feels good to look good i don't, I don't know. agree with that it's kind of a fun thing I've, i'm not really like into fashion just like in general mm-hmm. i know it's something that you have interest in but like i am interested in just like wearing things that make you look good so yeah it's always nice just to feel feel good look good mm-hmm. <laughs> diet coke hit us up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you hear this? Does this sound appetizing? <laughs> yeah, we got so many things. Oh, are you okay? Tickle your nose. <laughs> no, I just, oh, okay. Trying to make a n- slurp it as noisy as possible <laughs> inevitably leads to that coke into your lungs. Yeah, we're going to have so many collaborations. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> collaborations and sponsorships. I'm like choking got- and trying to burp at the same time. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible feeling. Yeah. Another <laughs> highlight of the week is yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Was it two days ago? Yesterday was the big Disney um, end of year event. Yes. Before we get into Disney, kind of a follow up for a couple episodes ago, we okay. went we dove into Spider Man theories. Um, you talked oh, about how yeah there are rumors of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield coming back to be in the new Tom Holland Spider Man, and I argued against it because i don't think they would do it you but heard it, you heard it here first folks yeah not no maybe unless you've been on the internet in the last 48 <laughs> hours it's uh almost 100 percent confirmed to be true i don't know that i've seen like an official announcement but mm-hmm. um there's a lot of reports that andrew garfield and kirsten dunst who played mary jane in mary the jane. original spider-man trilogy have been officially signed to um, return for spider-man 3 with mm-hmm. tom holland and then there are other reports that are slightly less confirmed that Tobey Maguire is negotiating 
Um, because if Kirsten Dunst is coming back, then Tobey Maguire would have to come back because they were mm-hmm. a pair in their Spider-Man movie. But apparently he wanted to get paid more or something. Yeah. So, and also, um, news. Emma Stone. Oh, really? Emma Stone, yeah. Oh. It's also rumored cool. that she will come back. That's awesome. Um, That'd be way fun. Oh, it'll play Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? But she's dead. Spoiler, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. People should have seen it. They should know. You should but know that's coming. It was like the most dramatic death ever. I think I'm... I don't know if I cried or not, but my, my was, eyes were like definitely a, that was the, tearing. Yeah, that was the highlight of that movie. A highlight after in that. like a sad way, but like they really did that well. Oh, just like the web and it turned into a hand reaching out for her. Yeah, oh. we, had, we had this exact conversation, I think, like two weeks ago Probably. on the podcast. But, so sad. But yeah, I guess if they're doing like Spider-Verse, Multiverse mm-hmm. theory, like they could bring her back to I life. I really, really hope they cut to Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3 where he's like dancing. Uh. I want uh, James Franco ooh. back as what's his face? Green Goblin Part Jr. Two. <laughs> Harry? Harry's his name. Harry. Yeah. Yes. Harry Osborne. Harry's my best friend. And not as many rumors, but Donald Glover is I'm seeing more people starting to talk about it. That about him getting in on the yes, Spider Man action. Which I'm stoked for. I it's want, nice to feel more validated in my my theory. It's true. But I want him to get I mean, I don't know if, uh, how realistic this would be, but I would love like a solo project with him. As a superhero, yeah, and even if it's or it just like in that, even if it doesn't end up being Spider-Man, just like he would do a really good superhero totally. movie, especially because like his directing and writing has been so powerful. Which should be possible. The reason I wouldn't limit my dreams to him being Spider-Man is that, like, I would love to see him write and direct a superhero movie starring himself that isn't yeah. the same tone as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a fairly consistent tone, and I would love him to take True. more of, like, an Atlanta take on a superhero movie. Just, That'd be really interesting. Yeah, it could be, like, really powerful and, like, well done, but I don't know that I would want to see it kind of as lighthearted, almost serialized as the the MCU has been for the past few years. I think he would, like, make it slightly more lighthearted knowing the audience. Totally, yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite as intense as Atlanta. It is, that's but a like, really cool thought. But he could, really neat. Yeah, he could take it to kind of a new level of cinematic power as far as movies go, because mm-hmm. I feel like the Marvel movies, especially the last, this like whatever this last phase was, was more of a like cumulative cinematic experience rather than each movie being kind of its own thing. They were more blending together leading towards Endgame. Yeah. Which made Endgame a really good movie, but it didn't necessarily make all of the movies leading up to it super powerful in their own right. So, yeah, it almost kind of felt more like episodes. Yeah, like really long TV show episodes. Yeah. Disney announcements than yesterday. I know that they announced like a hundred million projects that they're doing, but there was a couple that I'm really psyched for. The first one being the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, which mm. I didn't realize Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader, the guy who played Anakin in yeah. the prequel series. Pretty I'm sick. psyched, yeah. It's pretty cool. And they, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, same thing. Yeah, He's coming back yeah, as Ewan well. Yeah, Ewan McGregor, who freaking rules. He was like, Ewan McGregor carried the prequel movies. That guy is such a good actor. Like worships. Yeah, the writing in the prequel movies is pretty garbage, but like <laughs> Ewan McGregor is super solid. And I thought they were like, 
as a kid though watching it no like, yeah this is so sick. yeah i mean it's star wars magic universe you know it's you get caught up in it but like comparing it to the other movies it's they're not that good at I least in my, in my perspective but yeah I, i'm really psyched to see them uh, like give hayden christensen a chance as an actor 20 years later to mm. put on a like a better performance and a different performance because he's darth vader now he's yeah not, totally. he's not young annoying anakin oh. skywalker because it takes after the third episode right yeah it's like between three and four essentially so interesting because yeah there's what it's what like 40 or 50 years i guess it's not that long it's like 20 years between revenge of the sith and a new hope maybe because big gap luke is born in number three and in number four how old is he like 20 am i way overestimating his age i don't i can't recall but like obi-wan ages like 100 years in between those two (laughs) movies he's like 23 in star wars 3 and like 186 in star (laughs) wars 4 (laughs) so yeah i don't think it's like i think it's an interesting i think that's what disney's doing with this movement is like finding all these gaps where they can insert these stories yeah which is really cool and fun but i think with this one in particular it's so interesting to see one just those characters like anakin to darth vader and obi-wan kenobi to old obi-wan kenobi like yeah oldie one kenobi because those are characters that we come on you didn't like oldie one kenobi. <laughs> i was like too focused on what <laughs> i was gonna sorry. say <laughs> i'm pretty proud of that flow but that is really funny and i'm really thank proud you, of you for you. saying thank that you. that was really nice <laughs> do you feel validated now hey put it here sorry give me a high five <laughs> thank you <laughs> you are so funny <laughs> okay continue with what you were saying <laughs> tired of the validation all right anyways <laughs> Just, like, this gap, I think just from a character standpoint, seeing, like, Anakin, I think it'd be interesting to see him kind of grow into Darth Vader. Sure. Like, with the new yeah. appendages and breathing system and everything. Yeah, like, well, and, like, a big critique people had of A New Hope, because I was totally around in 1977 mm, when this came out. I love is that Is that Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine are very two-dimensional in Star Wars 4. Mm. It isn't until um, Empire Strikes Back that Darth Vader like takes on like a three-dimensional depth as a character when he's revealed he's Luke's father. But in episode four, if you watch it, Darth Vader's only on screen for like, I think it's like 12 minutes total. And all he does is kill people, choke people. And then that's kind of it. And so like, it'll be cool to see. Yeah. The the huge, (laughs) it'll, it'll be cool to, yeah. Like you were saying, it'll be cool to see that transition from super angsty, um, Tusken Raider killing Anakin from number three towards into, Master Anakin, what are we to do? I think about that all the time. It's like the saddest (laughs) scene in cinematic history. Wait, is it more sad than Emma Stone dying in Spider-Man? Maybe. He's a little boy with a lisp. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm just excited for the show. It'll be cool. And I also think, like, I'm just a big Ewan McGregor fan. He's just, like, a really cool guy. Why? I I don't know, like too much about i don't him. know that he, everyone just like i love him i don't so know that much. he's like the best actor in the world but he's just like a likable guy i don't know like, he was very likable i will say close. the the first time i ever held hands with my now spouse was during the impossible <laughs> so one might say that ewan mcgregor gave me my <laughs> my marriage <laughs> while he was trying to find his wife after the tsunami but i don't know there's some other announcements like they're doing a new percy jackson adaptation what yeah are and, they redoing yeah, they're doing oh, a new thank one. Goodness. Um, Wait, like starting with the first one? Yeah, and they're working with Rick oh, Ryder in this time. Thank goodness. Because it was almost as traumatic as when I saw Aragon as a kid. Mm. But it's like when a studio mm. doesn't have the budget to um, think they're going to get a sequel, so they write the plot out so it can wrap up in one movie, and then they realize they're going to make a sequel, so they make the plot even worse, and they just ruin the whole thing. So anyways, they announced Percy Jackson. Seems quite good. Loki. Um, 
Loki looks way good. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson is guy. in it. The official mascot. Of the I just podcast. wanted to clarify. I am pro Owen Wilson. I'm a big fan. I'm also. I I may have come off too angry. I'm not anti Owen Wilson. I just am kind of baffled by his success. I think that's what it is. Okay. But yeah, he's he's in it. Well, and he cut his good. hair. That <laughs> sweet angel got a better haircut finally, and doesn't have his nasty blonde mullet. Oh, he looks great. He, he looks, looks very. He good. looks very nice. He's gonna kill it in this. Yeah, I'm psyched. And Loki's just. Like, Tom Hiddleston is just a way good actor. He also has a huge fan base. Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. Yeah, he's... I've, I've used... Actually, in this semester, I've been studying Shakespeare for school a lot, and he does a lot of really good Shakespeare acting. Really? It, That's cool. Almost any, um like, good British actor, you can find them doing Shakespeare work online somewhere. That's true, actually. A lot of them came came through working Shakespeare just because that's like huh. the prestige of acting. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think about the UK. That's but. so interesting. Cause I feel like it's cool to learn about that too because you find all these actors that we see in our American quote unquote yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And you like look at their history and see like they did Shakespeare. Yeah, they, they have all this work that we're not even exposed and... to because I don't watch BBC. Yeah, it's know? cool to like go back and like find those things yeah. and watch them. Like, wow, look how far they've come. Yeah. Like, they were a great actor then, and they're still a great actor today. Yeah. Another announcement that they announced that I'm psyched for is... Well, I don't know if I'm really psyched for this, but they're doing a new Chip and Dale movie. But it's um, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney are Chip no and Dale. Way. Isn't that... like That's like a solid combo. Dang. They're way funny together. Yes. So, I'm psyched for that. I just think they're hilarious. I don't know that Chip and Dale itself seems that exciting to me, but... <laughs> they do, though. Yeah, sure. they, they seem way funny. Super funny. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, I know I'm just going through right now. There's, there's like so, so many, many things. That Peter Pan, announced. Pinocchio, 101 Wait, Dalmatians, really? The Lion King. They announced the cast of Little Mermaid this week. The new Little Mermaid. What? That's been kind of in the works for a while. So but they're just like, I just making live action. I think I think of most of them. Yeah, renditions of everything. But Little Mermaid looks fire. Be- I'll I'll tell you why. Wiggle alert. Sebastian is being played by David Diggs. Who is Thomas Jefferson from Hamilton? Have you watched Hamilton? Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah, the original yeah, yeah, cast. Yeah. He's like, I'm a big fan of that guy. He's Wait. like the best rapper. He <laughs> he has like the big fro, and he raps okay. really really fast. He also yeah. plays Lafayette the first half of the play. Okay, he raps yes. in a French accent. He was cool. I liked him a lot. Okay, yeah, he plays Sebastian, which I'm psyched for. And there's it's the a crab, Sebastian the crab. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, Little Mermaid freaked me out when I was a kid. Really? Like Medusa? Is that her name? Medusa? No, Ursula. Ursula. Medusa, though, kind of like that. <laughs> Just like That's not Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They they've had some uh, hit or miss live action adaptations for sure, but I'm kind of psyched for. It. I'm hoping Disney has learned from Lion King and like Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and learned from their mistakes. Not that all of those were mistakes, but like learned from what was good from those so oh, they okay. can make a good one. Because like I loved Aladdin, I hated Lion Aladdin King. Aladdin was really good actually. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. And so I'm hoping Disney can take up all the good parts of that. I love Mulan. A lot of people didn't like Mulan. Oh. I, I was just like whatever. I liked it, but I also think that I wasn't that big of a fan of the cartoon, so it wasn't that big of a deal to me. It's fine. I don't know. And I have other beefs with Disney. <laughs> I guess... I guess do tell. Do tell. Well, so, now is the time. So the thing with all these announcements is exciting because these are franchises of, that have been around since before I was even born. Uh-huh. You know, I love Star Wars. I love um, Marvel. I love all these cartoons that they're remaking. Like, these are beloved stories and characters. But the problem is, like, Disney is announcing literally, like, hundreds of shows and movies 
I feel like it's it's crowding out creative talent outside of the borders of the company. Yeah, I was just looking. I mean, just the amount of things that are going to be released over these next couple of years. Just this like yesterday and all the announcements. It was just insane. It was kind of yeah. like overwhelming. And I was thinking if I'm another streaming platform, if I'm like Netflix, oh, I'm yeah. seeing all this. Yeah. I'm like we're screwed. And apparently they're the Disney plus memberships like shot through the roof. Yeah. Cause everyone knows that they're finally going to make original content. That's worth a good yeah. crap. I don't know. Yeah. And so I feel like if I'm like other people, I feel like you're kind of, you know, I still want to like, so like they have good stuff like Netflix. Yeah. I enjoy like Amazon prime, like other things, I guess Hulu is part of Disney as yeah. well. So yeah. anyways, it's just like seeing this, I was like very scared about the other people because like Netflix has a lot of independent movies and stuff uh-huh. that they put on that are cool to see that kind of like lesser known, just like, you know, just the smaller uh-huh. people, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like kind of going with that monopoly idea with Disney. It's like, it's great that they're making all this content and like really cool things for us. But I'm also like very scared for the other people. And well, and I think creators. even beyond like these big companies like Netflix and Amazon, like, I don't know. It, it kind of worries me whenever I see this kind of massive centralization of power within, especially like a creative market, mm-hmm. because I think of like independent filmmakers and, I don't know, like a company that I think of is Bad Robot, which is mm-hmm. um, J.J. Abrams. And he's a, he's by no means like a small indie creator, but he was at one point. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to the creation of like Lost was they were willing to be more experimental and, you totally. know, pitch shows like that. The premise isn't necessarily like a an easy cash grab for a studio to, to invest in, but it ended up being really successful. Yeah. But when you have a company like Disney who has almost unlimited budget and they can make all these movies and like we like them you know i'm gonna enjoy a lot of this i subscribe to disney plus for pete's sake it it crowds out that room for experimental progress in creation like you think of the mcu like those movies are fun and i've been to totally. many of the midnight showings of like, those shows when i have I'm younger. to watch them so you can know what happens yeah like how they play out but it's like none of them are pushing the boundaries of, of creativity and filmmaking you know they found their their rhythm as far as like it's a comedy but it's an action movie and they put in just enough emotional through line to make it interesting you know Mm. but they're not trying to expand any boundaries they're just trying to make as profitable of a movie as possible and i can see that and so i feel like that's what's becoming the norm for filmmaking and so it's it's Mm. preventing the progress that that like a streamlined approach yeah movies. it's it's just mainstream you know like you have a movie like parasite yeah. that kicked filmmaking out of the park like it's such a that incredibly well-written insane. movie yeah but you're not going to see a movie like that come from disney like like probably not Most like like maybe not. but probably not because they're more worried about um box office return than mm-hmm. about you know expanding the the realm of cinematic thought yeah, I don't know, and it, but that's that's the thing is that I'm torn too because at the same time this this sorry I'm just ranting again, Klaus okay. McKay ranting about something triggered, <laughs> yeah like because the studio has almost unlimited funding there are a lot of creators that are getting opportunities through mm-hmm. this like I I was just reading through it they announced all these TV shows and a lot of female directors and writers and producers are getting opportunities 
whereas women have had a historically very difficult time having success in yeah, cinema and filmmaking. And so it's cool because there's a lot of creators that are getting opportunities through Disney, but I just think outside of Disney's walls, it's just making things more and more difficult to compete. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I don't know. I feel like I always turn it back to capitalism because <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's the same thing with like Walmart, you know, like when Walmart comes to a small town, small grocery stores die, you know, yeah, because they have unlimited budget. And so that you can't undercut the pricing of, and you can't, I get you. Yeah. Like no, no independent creator can compete with a, a company like Disney that can create almost unlimited content at high quality with franchises we all love. Mm-hmm. We're already so familiar and accustomed yeah. to it, and like, yeah, we want to see these characters grow and expand, and like, yeah. under, have like a greater understanding and depth of these stories that we already love. So, yeah, it's a super hard and saturated, almost saturated market. Well, it's weird to think so. that when we were in high school, which was not very long ago, like five years, Disney didn't own Marvel or Star Wars. Like it was that recent. Maybe it was a little longer than that. I know it, it was. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah, those were those were in the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe started outside of Disney, and now Disney has combined all of those into itself. Jeez. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 got its pros and cons. Like the MCU was already going in a good direction, and then Disney came along and just like hyped it up. Even well, they more. dumped in a good trillion dollars. Yeah, that's a real number. That's, that's a real statistic. <laughs> Quadrillion. It's not a <laughs> quadrillion. Google Google dollars. <laughs> Googleplex dollars. Okay, I win. <laughs> so let's see with that. I'm just thinking about you know the power and influence that Disney has on all of us because yeah, this is so much content. We're all super excited for it and we watch it. And Disney knows that we're gonna watch it, and so it's just like you know the media and everything has so much power over us. But I think Disney, especially with this rollout and what they own now, is like yeah. and these heroes are people that like, we look up to them. It's interesting. They Disney I feel like it does a a pretty good job with yeah. image and like good messages and stuff, but it's just But they like could just as easily it. not, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, they just knowing that like we're gonna raise our kids in a world where Disney controls so much of what media they'll experience. capitalist democracy in the United States where essentially we elect companies with our money. It's essentially democracy. Like we've made Disney what it is by, by choosing works, to right? consume its media. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the consumers thing. have the power. Right. We learned that in our marketing class. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. But that's the thing is like unlike an elected official, there's no set term end for a company, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we have um, antitrust wow. law meant to break up monopolies that won't ever touch Disney. And like Disney recently has made big news because there's a, a very famous sci-fi author whose name I can't remember off the top of my head who wrote the novelizations of the original Star Wars movies. Hmm. He also wrote the novelizations of the Alien movies. Wow. Um, he's like a really successful um, sci-fi author. And Disney recently purchased the company that owns Alien like the franchise. I saw that, yeah. Um, and obviously Disney owns Star Wars as well. And they stopped paying this author, but they're still selling his books. Oh. And so Disney's... I, I've been watching these videos about it. Disney basically told him, we bought the rights to sell your product. We didn't buy the rights to pay you for it. 
Which is not true. That's that's not how copyright law works. Like if they're gonna well, sell this product, I'm sure they, have they to got pay him. like good lawyers and stuff that's to be the, able to do that. That's the thing is Disney has almost unlimited that's resources. So they can control that situation. It's so hard. Ugh. And like this is one of the most prominent sci-fi authors out there. Just think of all the authors that are probably being wrecked in the same way by Disney, but aren't as visible that can have this voice that this one sci-fi author has. And like kind of similarly with Mickey Mouse the uh, trademark on like the Disney mouse as a character was supposed to expire on like 1975. Mm. But because Disney has such huge influence, they've changed United States copyright law to extend it every time it's about to expire so that no one else can like use Mickey mouse legally. And so it was actually supposed to expire. I think it was, I, this it was might, pretty recent. I feel like, uh, yeah. And they extended it again. And it's like a company wow. like this that is pouring trillions and big, Gillions of dollars into the United States economy will inevitably have control over the legislature that affects itself. And so that that's what kind of scares me about it is like by giving our money to this company, we've given it the power to control the country. And we also that, are like, it's almost like a done deal. It's like, we're going. No, yeah. Like, well, what can you do to stop it? it you yeah. Know? It's like, here we go. Baby Yoda's adorable. <laughs> I'm going to look at him. Jeez. Great. Okay, speaking of Baby Yoda. Have your thoughts changed in regards to the it's gotten It's gotten better. I know you, you're not cut up, are you? I am. I don't, You've I mean, watched all the most recent episodes? Not the one that opened today. Okay, I haven't watched but, it. Spoiler alert, but you've watched all the way up. Like you saw yes. Ahsoka in last week's episode. Uh, the dual lightsabers. Yeah, that was sick. The girl from um, the Clone Wars yes. TV show. They also announced a TV she, show like, about her yesterday. Shooting? Oh, did they? Uh-huh. Which is, she like... Okay, that episode, though... That's like probably my favorite episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Just like filming her and the fight sequences and stuff. So good. I was like... It was really well this done. This is sick. That's the thing is these last couple episodes of Mandalorian have given me the Mandalorian I've wanted since the beginning of season one. Okay. Where it's like there's an actually compelling plot between episodes. The fact that Grogu got kidnapped, like that makes me excited for the next week's episode where we've kind of missed that for the whole series so far. Uh-huh. But we need to be careful about our spoilers. I know, so we're gonna spoil everything. But anyways, yes, I do like it. I I don't I can't say like it's changed my perspective on the whole show. Mm-hmm. But the more recent episodes have been the best episodes yet. Of the I show. agree. I agree. I've been yeah. My opinions towards Mandalorian have gone a lot better. And like yeah. okay, this is I'm enjoying this a lot more. One like the, the whole show has been world building. It's been yeah. really cool to yeah. see that and like different aspects of it. But um, I'm enjoying the plot a lot more now. Yeah. And, a little more interesting than the beginning of the season it's been really good when michelle and i were talking about it too the fact that i mean and COVID 19 has had an effect on this but the mandalorian has been basically the only disney plus original programming tailored towards adults that Mm. has been available since the platform started has for us put like too much pressure on the show almost they've made like national geographic shows they made some movies but nothing else I, to think about. Nothing else I've been really interested in. And I think because like they were going to release the Loki show like this last fall. Really? Like when they started Disney Plus, Loki and a couple other shows were supposed to come out like September. Maybe wow. I'm misremembering. But That's I think COVID-19 kind of put a halt on production and everything. Sure. And so because Mandalorian has been the only thing we've had, I think I've expected too much of it. And so we're kind of excited to hear about all these new shows coming because now Mandalorian can just be a good show that's just one of Disney Plus's offerings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been content mm-hmm. with these most recent episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And his armor is cool. Also, the little the antenna on his helmet. That drops down to give him like a Yeah, I a didn't know it sight. dropped down. It was so cool. It was cool. sick to it was see like, Boba Fett come to 
That was something yeah. I was missing in season one of The Mandalorian that is cool. characters that we already know about. Yeah. Not that it needed that, but like we're in the Star Wars universe. I was kind of hoping that they'd bring in more people that we'd already met in the movies. So bringing Boba Fett was really sick. Agreed. How did he get out yeah. of the Sarlacc pit, though? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Honestly, okay, I was thinking about that because usually, when, okay, I hate it when characters that die magically just show up, like, never just show up come back. Like, yeah. like Megatron with the Transformers movies, I was kind of I'm like, all right. I like, never watched it. You never watched the Transformers movies? No, they're so boring. I watched number three. Like, it was one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my whole life. But it's so cool. I don't know. As a kid, I, say, I have no nostalgic connection to Transformers, okay. so that's why I don't care about the movies. I used to like, watch the cartoons when I was really little. Yeah, I never did, so I don't. Yeah. But and also my teacher in fifth grade, shout out Mr. Harrington, yeah. the dude's the man. Send us free stuff, sponsor us. <laughs> he was like one of my favorite teachers, but he he was from L.A. and he taught Michael Bay, who was the director of Transformers. Oh. And I was in his class when Transformers came out, and I was like whoa my teacher taught this guy yeah like i can do crazy things like this That's too cool. you know so it's kind of like inspiring um i just feel like every time they bring back like a dead character i just i feel like just very like bamboozled it's like i've been bamboozled yeah. like it just it makes me so upset like bamboozled like, is the way you feel bamboozled what does bamboozled meant very, to feel like just <laughs> awful and disgusting is that what bamboozled feels like it means I feel fooled or cheated. Okay, okay. According to Google Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> you looked it up, you cheater. <laughs> I wanted to make you define bamboozled. But legit, every you. time they do, I'm like, okay. I've been bamboozled yeah. once, once more. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It just irks me. I'm just... Those dung bamboozlers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> we'll use that word much more going forward. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, in the movies, Megatron just kept coming back to life. And I was uh, like... Okay. This is so annoying. Yeah. Like, I want more yeah. people. And kind of like with Star Wars, with episode nine, with Palpatine coming back to yeah, life. Yeah. I was, I was. Yeah, it's I true. Was, come on. It dude. was kind of a cheap, uh, like writing trick. It's just like a cop to, out. Yeah. Just like, give me, I want, give me someone new. At least, at least like if you're going to decide to bring someone back like that, like do the work to come up with a compelling resurrection I explanation. Dark ways of the force. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. You get nothing from Palpatine. It didn't <laughs> okay. make any sense. Cool. Like I thought like his character design in number nine was sick. Like him coming back from the big the little, robot the arm. I, yeah. thought, I thought it looked way it's cool. Kind of creepy. I was like, Ugh. I thought it was, Which is it was really cool. Like visually super interesting, but yeah, yeah it was like yeah. his return. Really had gross. No, <laughs> at least like not a sufficient. Explanation. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big like turn off to when people do that. I'm just like, I'm done. I'm like, out. Like, I hate this. Like Justice League. Do you see Justice League? Oh, dude. Oh, that movie's good. Don't even get me started. That movie's so bad. <laughs> I love that dude. Yeah. I was so mad about Justice League as well because it did not connect at all to Batman versus Superman. I didn't even see Batman versus Superman. Everyone told me it sucks. I didn't even oh, watch it. Was, it was awful. But they had like glimpses of uh, Justice League in the movie. Oh, and then they I was didn't like, oh, it's going to be so cool to connect it and see how this connects. Like the Flash comes back. It's like, hey. Okay. Never showed anything what? about that. I was like, Right. So lame. Anyways, <laughs> bringing back Boba Fett. Spoiler alert: We don't know he was swallowed. He wasn't eaten. That's what, what they people, said. That's what like people are saying. Whatever, but I mean, like, even to defend then, it. But I'm like, to... I'm happy to see him again. Yeah, he's just he cool. cool. He's cool. Yeah. 
which is like weird because usually I'm like, great, like this guy's yeah. dead and he's back. But I think it's also been so long. That maybe, I'm like, maybe it's like, because right, I was so desperate in The Mandalorian for something like that. I was so desperate it for like nice a character time. that I have that kind of connection totally, with. Totally. Because like The Mandalorian himself, once we got his backstory, I'm not that interested in him anymore, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like as a person, he does cool stuff. But I don't know. Boba Fett's just really cool. This this is slowly turning into a Mandalorian commentary podcast. It like. <laughs> this is like our second episode where we jumped into it. Thank you for listening to Opinions That No One Asked For or Atnuf. Atnuf is hosted by me, Jordan Sidrud, and McKay Menden, who also did the editing and who is also super funny. Original music for this week was done by Tyson Sidrud. If you like the podcast, make sure you tell everyone about it. Follow us on Instagram, please. I will personally kiss you on the lips if you do so. (laughs) (laughs) McKay also wrote this because he is so funny. Also, if you like the sound of my voice, feel free to slide through on Pinterest. You know I'm there waiting for you. We'll see you next week.